Rebecca Hall is the chief executive and co-founder of the drinks company Botanic Lab, which is based in London. Coming from a well-paid finance job at age 30, Rebecca was unhappy and needed a change, so she took the plunge to start her own business. Starting out with cold-pressed juices, Rebecca now supplies over 500 stockists, including all major supermarkets. In this discussion, we touch on the challenges faced in the early days, dealing with failure and, more importantly, taking risks. We also discuss Rebecca's new product, the very first CBD tea, as well as her advice to anyone thinking about starting a new business. Rebecca, it's lovely to meet you. Um, you're in your fourth year yeah. setting up your business. You're turning over a, over a million pounds. You're stocked in everywhere from Fort Mill Mason to Harrods and yeah. Waitrose and other amazing places like that. When you started this business, and I want you to tell us all about it, did you think that success would come so quickly for you? It doesn't feel quick. I mean, it never feels quick. It feels like such a long journey. Um, it feels like a lifetime since I first started the business. So for me, I wish it would happen quicker. But then when you, I think when you take a look back on what you have achieved, and it's important to do that sometimes. Yeah, definitely. Um, it, it, and, you, and you look at it on paper, it's actually, do you know what I've done? I've done really well. And I've, yeah. and it was a friend of mine who works with me actually gave me, for Christmas, she gave me a little page from a presentation of ours today with laminated saying, you know, just, just remember what you've achieved and kind yeah. of try and celebrate it because sometimes you forget to do those things. So I didn't, I didn't really think too much about it in the beginning, but I, yeah, I'm really proud of what we've achieved now in, in a short space of time. So where did the idea come from? Well, I mean, I'm I'm not your traditional entrepreneur story where it, often you hear someone has an idea that they just absolutely have to bring to fruition and they want to make the world better from it. I'm, I guess, probably more on the um, more ruthless side in that I, I just always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I always wanted to be the boss and I always had this burning ambition to do that. And for me, it didn't really matter what it was and it still doesn't too much. I'm sure I will do this again in something else and it will be completely different. So for me, it was about putting myself in a place where I would take an opportunity when it came along. So I, I made the choice to leave my career because I knew that unless if I stayed in the comfort of that and the comfort yes. that that creates, that yeah. I just wouldn't take up the opportunities good around is me. Always the barrier to great. Oh my god! If yeah. Something is good. Why, yeah. why leave it? Absolutely, yeah. and and the comfort of a good salary and a, and a certain amount of success in your career—it's yeah. quite addictive, yeah. and it sort of defines you. But actually, I really wanted to be defined by something else, so I had to just push it away and see what came along and I, I mean I'm interested in health and well-being and I'm a yoga teacher so those things were, were the world that I sort of immersed myself in but also five years ago it was clear that health and well-being was one of the fastest growing markets yeah. globally food and drink in particular was an area where you could make inroads as a small business um, the landscape looked quite a bit different four years ago innocent was still the healthy drink yeah. on the on the block well, no, exactly. We're all a, we're all a little sugar, bit more. We're all a bit more informed now. Yeah. Um, so things have moved really quickly. Yeah. So that's the kind of market where I thought I want to be in something that's moving quickly. The consumer is excited. Um, there's lots of change. It's where where disruptive brands can really make yeah. an impact. So that was really the decision point for me about about what we went into. And quite naively, with no background in drinks at all, I would say I probably am an expert in drinks now, but certainly so, wasn't the start. So you 
with your ambition and your drive to want to own your own yeah. business, you found a market you knew was growing mm. and you devised a product for that market. Yeah, I mean, that's where it ended up. It was a sort of convoluted journey to get yep. there as often it is. I, I met with someone who I started the business with who was a chef who helped create the products. Um, not all partnerships end beautifully and that was one that didn't particularly end that well. Okay. Um, and that, I think that happens in business as well. Yep. Like, you know, the amount of people I've spoken to where... The, they haven't managed to make a partnership work, yeah. a bit like marriage. Um, so that was one of them. But we had a set of products and we've evolved that quite quite distinctly since we began. You know, we started making cold-pressed juice, which is a market that's hugely saturated now. Yeah. Um, and I realised quite quickly that it wasn't a business we'd be able to scale to where I wanted it to go. Um, and we needed to be looking at ways in which we could create products that were easier to export, that were easier for us to make a, a, a margin on, um, which would last longer, um, which were in formats that I knew that the, the people were going to want to buy. You know, glass, it's no, no coincidence that we've gone into glass now where packaging is a real focus yeah. for consumers. Cannabis is obviously a big move for us now yeah. where, you know, I have known that that market is at some point going to break and I think we're kind of working into that. So we've had to be quite agile on our feet and involve the business as we've gone along, which I think most people do. Um, and you sort of change the story as you go along. But, yeah. you know, yeah. it's well, you of, evolve, don't you? You do, you yeah. react to the market. Yeah. Only a full sticks of the product that's, Absolutely. you know, not, not, not working. So um, so you, you, you found this market, you found someone to make product you had to go and raise money? Yeah, we actually made it ourselves for quite some time. Um, so we, In we, the kitchen, just traditionally? Well, we, hi we hired or rented a small kind of manufacturing unit. Um, and, I mean, this probably reflects <coughs> the naivety of myself at the time. I actually built a proper manufacturing site, the last of which I only closed about three months ago. Um, but gradually, as we developed more products, I took manufacturers in Germany and other places in the UK and the last part of our manufacturing has closed. So I've been on this huge learning curve of actually how to make these products. Um, and obviously, when you're manufacturing a product yourself and you start selling it somewhere like Waitrose or Ocado, there are certain hurdles that you need to get over Definitely. in that. You know, you yeah. can't just be doing whatever yeah, you want. In your bathtub. Yeah, absolutely. And anyone who knows me knows that yeah. I can't cook to save my life anyway, yeah. so I certainly wouldn't be doing it myself. But um, so we had, you know, I've learned a huge amount about this industry from that, um, about the cost of product, because a lot of, I think a lot of business owners in this area don't have a huge amount of transparency over how much the product actually costs mm -hmm. and what goes into making it, which has stood me in good stead for when we go to a manufacturer and have to go through that difficult process of working out what goes yeah. into product, how we make it work from a cost perspective yeah. and all those different things so it's been it's been quite a long journey to get to that point but one that I'm glad that I went on so that I understand so much more about this industry than I did when I started and obviously um the hard work it's taken to to build it were there times when you thought this is just too difficult when, oh, when you fell out with your partner or whatever did yeah. you just think I, I, this is not what I expected it to be so many times um I think the longer I get into it, the less I have of those times. I think your resilience builds over time. Yeah. Nothing really prepared me for how hard this was going to be. And I, I had I had moments where I just thought, I, can't, I just can't do this anymore. I'm physically exhausted. I'm mentally exhausted. I can't take any more. But you find that, you know, that's what, that's what kind of sets you apart when you do this kind of thing. You find that little bit of reserve that and takes you forward. You I think resilience is something you build over time, isn't it? You... you you build it from knocks and yeah. I kind of try and I've tried to reframe the difficult parts of life into actually experiences that have got me to the person I am now and the resilience that I have that take you know take me to the next stage and the next yeah. thing I can cope with so I think 
failures are something you have to look at in a certain way and you have to look at them as as things that help you to get stronger and to get to where you want to get to. I mean, I to. think it's a really important lesson, isn't it? Because we all have knockbacks. Oh, yeah. And yeah. before success, you get temporary defeat, You get sometimes you get total failure. Yep. And it's your reaction to yeah. that that I think really decides your future and your Absolutely. Plan. And if and if and if every knockback knocks you out, you can't take too many knockouts. No, you can't. And you just have to realise it's not for you or whatever. And it isn't for everyone. And and I think, yeah, I talk a lot of these sort of events where there's a lot of aspiring entrepreneurs and I think one of the most important messages is it's not for everyone. And yeah. and actually most of the people in the room aren't probably aren't cut out for it. And that's not a criticism in any way, because I think some of the traits that you have to have to be cut out for it are not necessarily yeah. traits that you would want to have in your personality. But what do you think those are? I think you have to be very stubborn. I think you have to be I think you do have to have a level of innate resilience, but you can build that over time. But I think yeah. you do have to have that. That you have to be quite selfish. Um, I think you have to be prepared to sacrifice other things in your life in the pursuit of that and quite yeah. single-minded. I think I think I can be quite difficult for, for some of the people around me. And I think that's one of the things that carries us forward yes. to where we need to get to. Bloody difficult woman. Yeah, I mean, I, I, <laughs> Wasn't I mean, that how they Theresa, Theresa May. Yeah, and I, I think uh, it's In the, the end, she, I think she described herself. She as described it. herself yeah. as it. Yeah, I think I think you, you do tend to be difficult when yeah. you when you're doing this because otherwise it's you would. It's not really about being difficult. It's about being focused and driven and sure and assertive my, I kind of described it as someone as my my energy is what drives the business and wherever my energy is pointing is usually where it will move yeah so if I get distracted with I don't know whatever it whatever it is in the day that distracts you, you know, employees tittle-tattling about yeah. each other or whatever it might be yeah. if my energy goes there that's where the business moves and that's not moving anywhere yeah. so I have I have I kind of had to make a decision at the beginning about what I really wanted and it, it can be different, I think, for different entrepreneurs. Some people want work-life balance. Yeah. Some people want to make a difference. It's a misnomer, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. What I wanted was to make money and to do that through building a business. Yeah. And I'm not ashamed of that. And I'm not ashamed to say yeah. that. So well, that is my kind be? of... Because think, I think there is, a, there is a kind of... But do you think that's particularly because you're a woman? I think they that's think, part of oh, it, yeah. Um, you know, when, when, when you see a woman working late, people think selfish. Yeah. When they see a man working late, they think driven. Driven, yeah. They, um, if they see a, a woman being assertive, they think, God, I bet she's a right bitch to work with. Yeah. And when they see a man, they see yeah. a man who knows what, what he, he wants. These are these labels that um, you're a bloody difficult woman yeah. if you're assertive and strong and you know what you want. Yeah. And if you want, if you want to build a business for money, people go, yeah. They're old stereotypes. I think they are changing, but I think the reality is that there aren't as many female entrepreneurs or female, female business leaders yeah. out there. That's changing, and the only way that's going to move is through time. But the, the stereotypes people have created are around the ones that, that exist yeah. at the moment, and I think that will change. I think there won't be women business leaders. I think there will be business leaders, but we're away, we're away off of that yeah. right and now. And when, when you say to people, when people say, well, what do you do, Rebecca? <laughs> and you say, oh, I run my own business. Yeah. What do people say? The frustrating thing I I think I'm quite an interesting person. I think I do something that's quite interesting. I think yeah. I've got a lot of interesting things to say. The frustrating thing is the question I get asked most often is how old are you and do you have children? And that I find incredibly frustrating. Yeah. I'm 37 year old, so I'm pro I'm probably at that cusp of that age where people say, you know, oh, what if you're not relevant, not I don't think it's relevant. I don't think it's why interesting. Why, why, I think it's quite intrusive. Um, 
I think it's because we what's what, what we've been programmed. It's what we've been programmed to to know. Emotional spinster. Yeah, it's what we've been programmed to know. I think it's um it's I don't understand it, and it I find, that's no, the, the most frustrating thing that I find about about what it, what I do. Um, and when you have to go to raise money to grow your business mm. or set your business up, um, did, did you did you borrow the money from or, or, or get the investment from someone you knew, or did you have to go to the banks? So I never I went to the to banks. Martha, Martha Lane Fox, mm. who went with her partner, who who um, her business partner, who is Brett, who's mm. a guy. And whenever she went into meetings, they didn't ask her one question, yeah. except for um, when are you going to have children? Yeah. The frustrating thing is that women are often the the reason there are more women business um, there are less women business leaders than men is because the lack of capital that goes into women that's the problem and the the problem with that is that women haven't traditionally been in finance roles are not comfortable with money and not com- comfortable about talking about money now I started my career in banking so I knew how to raise money I knew the process to go through and I also knew people to to go through that process so. You could say that I was at an advantage when I started that. Yeah. But but I'm a girl from Somerset who went to a local comp. I I didn't know those people yeah. when I started my career. Yeah. I was the odd one out then. So I built that over a period of time. Um, but I did, I did know where to go. So I raised money from people that I knew and people who knew people that I knew. Yeah. And they invested their money in me. Yeah. Ultimately. And they still do now. You know, raising money is a constant thing. We're still having to go to market. Now I'm raising money from people who invest in me, but also invest in me and a bit of a track record. So there's a slight difference now as we're as we're going through slightly easier now. Um, But in the beginning, it was basic. It was in me, which puts, you know, I don't know if this is a female trait, but that meant I felt a huge responsibility from that. You know, because if I can't. People have given you the money to run the business. And you have to deliver. You have to deliver and, it. And yeah. that's the point of being an entrepreneur. When you turn around, there's no one behind no. you. you no, have to no have buffer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no buffer at all. And that was quite stark for me when I finally realised that when I was actually all on my own. Yeah. But it's quite freeing as well because it's actually, do you know what? I have the power to change the direction of things through my decisions and through the chess game that I'm playing and it is a chess game most yeah. of the time. And that's once you realise that and you own it and you accept it, I think that's quite powerful to yeah. kind of drive things forward then, rather than getting freaked out and scared by it. And actually what some people do is then seek a partner or seek someone that they can they can kind of land Spread on. Spread the risk. Yeah. 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 I hear yeah. quite often hear um, sort of contemporaries who've got businesses or want to start business saying, I think I need a partner. And that's not really that they need a partner. It's that they, they want someone yeah, who can, yeah, they yeah. want someone who can take some of the flack when it when it hits. Your um your drive to set this business up. Has it been worth it, all the sacrifices you've made over the past four years? Probably too early to ask me now. <laughs> um, financially, has it been worth Financially, I would certainly have been better off if I stayed doing what I was doing, right. but I'm not at the end of that journey yet. Yes. So, You're thinking about capital. Yeah, I did this for salary. sort of, I did yeah. this for capital. So, I, so I'm certainly not better off from that perspective. I would never regret doing this. I think the the experience that I've gained and the the person that I've, turned into and it has really been a transformation for me um in some terms of the belief I've got in myself and what I can do I would never I wouldn't change that for anything I honestly believe after this I can do anything like I really do 
And what do you want to do? No idea. <laughs> 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 I've got time to think about that. I'll probably do something again. I can't ever imagine going and working for someone again. I think I can't, that is it's... a real that is a real issue. Yeah. You know, if you if you are so used to being in yeah. control, to yeah. actually relinquish that yeah, control, so. being in charge of your own destiny, to actually do it for someone else, it's impossible. Yeah. I think I'd be impossible as well. I think I'd probably be annoying and just <laughs> so I probably do it again I don't know I've got various things I might quite like to do I'd quite like to write a book someday Very good. something like that yeah yeah that is a lot harder than it looks I've written yeah. a couple of books and, and your emotions of wearing a sort of cashmere through like, <laughs> sitting, sitting in the country and yeah. overlooking a field and yeah it doesn't work like that at all it's a lot of pressure yeah and, um and impossible to get right you know, yeah. changing and changing and changing. There's this sort of dawning realisation in me that actually, even though I haven't had a holiday for a long time, I'm, I'm probably not very good at doing those things because this is what drives me. Yeah. So as, as as hard as it is and as worn out as I am sometimes, I actually wouldn't be without it. I kind of thrive off of it off sounds of this. to me as though you have no social life at all. I don't. I really don't. No. I mean, that, is, a, that is one of the drawbacks, isn't no. it? It's, it's very lonely. So I, I spend my days... Um, I spend my days working and, and I spend my weekends working and I kind of, that's all I do. And except I read, I read rubbish magazines and I watch crap TV. And that's yeah, that kind of my, that's my up, kind of just you? escapism yeah. from, yeah. from doing. But I mainly work and I think about work all the time, um, which is my choice. Whenever anyone asks me and they sort of look at me with a face, it's like, this is what I wanted. Like, and I'm doing it. So I, I can't, you should apologize to anyone can't complain. For no. no. Um, I mean, listen, you, you you do something you love until you don't love it anymore, yeah. and then do something else. Yeah, I have the courage to go and do something else, Absolutely. and I think I'll carry on doing it until the point where I don't want to Absolutely. do it anymore. And then and you've set yourself a goal, and you're going to yeah. probably damn well get there. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. yeah. So um, what has been the biggest insight? You said you changed quite a lot. Mm. What has changed you, and why have you changed? Have you become tougher, stronger, Yeah. More, obviously more resilient? We don't yeah. talk about that. Focus. I think I've learnt a lot about I've learnt a lot about my own personality and the quirks of it, um, and what I'm good at and what I'm not good at because none of us are good at everything yeah. at all. And trying to focus my efforts on the things that I am actually good at. Um, I think when you work for someone, it's very easy to to criticise and very easy to. Pick out the things that are wrong. Which I was in that position. You know, yeah. I don't like this, and this is not good. And, yeah. um, I think I recognise a lot more that I'm the sort of master of my own destiny. Yeah. You know, in the that you can you can flip the way that yeah. you think about you things. Can't put the finger to yourself and say, "I'm really not happy with how you're doing." So. Yeah, you can't. And and I think I think I've become a lot. I have become a lot more laser focused on things. I don't really I don't really let things. There's a lot of you have you know you know you have a lot of information being thrown at you all of the time, and you have to kind of learn to listen to the stuff that you need to listen to and take action yeah. and ignore the other stuff. Yeah. So I've become quite tunnel vision, whereas... Listen, understand, act. Exactly. Yeah. Um, whereas if you'd have asked me that 15 years ago, I'd have said, well, so-and-so's done this in the office today, and then we had bonus discussions, and yeah. then I was in tears because I didn't... Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, those things yeah. don't really kind of... I felt undervalued, and yeah. my value doesn't come from other people anymore. Yeah. It comes entirely from what I do. Um, so I'm not looking to other people to... to, to pat you on the back. Yeah, yeah, pat you on the back or... But give you approval. Exactly. <laughs> it comes it comes from me. But I am then my biggest critic as well. So that's something that I kind of have to 
monitor and not crucify myself when something doesn't go the way it's supposed to go or the way I want it to go. So if I'm if I'm sitting at home or sitting anywhere and I'm listening to this um, and I'm thinking to myself, I want to set up my own business, I want to launch my own brand, it doesn't have to be drinks, it could be anything, what advice would you give to people? I would say do something. Do a do a crap version. Just get going. Because getting going is really the hardest thing. It's never going to be perfect. And yeah. this didn't look anything like this four years ago. And it probably won't look anything like this in three months' time, given yeah. that we're going through a rebranding. But yeah. just, just get moving. I think taking action is quite empowering. Um, and that might be, you know, it might be going and attending some talk with someone that you admire. It yeah. might be just setting up the structure of the business. It might be writing the business plan, but I think taking, coming up with a name, um, going and I I always found that putting yourself in situations that you wouldn't ordinarily be in and talking to people you wouldn't ordinarily talk to means that doors open that wouldn't otherwise, it sounds obvious, but... Networking. Networking, yeah. 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 Building contacts. Yeah, and I have a lot of of people say to me, but but you have a massive network and you, but I didn't always have that. As I said, I was the girl from Somerset. I had no network, but I built it. And it, it didn't happen overnight, though. It takes time to do that, and it takes energy. And I I made a decision in my career to move into a job where I knew I would meet a different group of people, which I did. Many of them ended up investing in my business, and that was a conscious choice on my part yeah. that I wanted to expose myself to people that I thought I could learn from yeah. and I admired who were entrepreneurs um, because it, I didn't come from that. I didn't have anyone to, yeah. to learn from in that regard. So I think you can make small choices to get you closer to your goal. The, the time don't feel like they're actually making an impact, but in the grand scheme of things, they do, I think. And what, um, you know, we talked about getting to those difficult moments. Um, what advice would you give people when they're hitting that brick wall and things aren't going their way and all the things they thought that would happen don't happen? Because that's inevitably what happens yeah. at the beginning. Yeah, I would say... Don't cry and panic. I think there's absolutely no point punishing yourself. Like looking back is pointless. The only way you can go is forward. But you have to learn from the things that you, you have to be you have to be able to to self-analyze and criticize yeah. and understand what it is that's not working and change it and change it quickly and change it decisively yeah. and then move forward. Yeah. I've spent quite a lot of my life sometimes punishing myself for things that I've done wrong. But there's no there's no value in it. Yeah. It's not going to get you any closer to where you want to get to. So you pivot, you move on, and you don't do it again. If you do it twice, then you're an idiot. But Yeah, yeah. yeah. then give up. Yeah, <laughs> then give up. Yeah, Go yeah. Yeah. Learn your lesson. Go, yeah. Go home. It's yeah. not for you. Go back to bed. <laughs> so um, you, as you said, you're the young girl from Somerset. Yeah. You came down into banking. You've become an entrepreneur. You've got this great product, which, as I said, is stuff from everywhere, from Waitrose to Harrods and a million places in between. When you think about that, Mm. it's quite a considerable journey, isn't it? (laughs) If you could speak to your young self at grammar school, what would you be saying to yourself? I would say... Don't listen to anyone. I'm giving someone <laughs> advice. I was quite a good girl, I think. I was quite diligent at school. I always worked hard. I listened to my parents and I and I just I think those things can sometimes hold you back. Because I think I think I'm actually quite a natural entrepreneur, but because of my 
the way I was well, I was brought up and the and the kind of path that I went on and I worked in a, a very corporate environment, I was heavily discouraged from doing this. So it's only through sort of sheer force of personality that I ended up doing it. In by well-meaning people, by absolutely well, that want the best for me. Yeah, yeah, don't do that. Yeah. It can all go wrong. Absolutely. Don't give up your job. Da, da, da. Yeah, I mean, when I left my one of my kind of job in, I used to work for one of the big, um, big four, and the partner I worked for, you know, I was one of the youngest people to be promoted to director. It's like you're crazy to leave. You know, you'll never be able to come back, which is absolute rubbish because yeah. it's still happening yeah. back there. You know, you'll never be able to come back, and this is a, this is really the wrong thing to be doing. But it's because it's so far outside of the sphere of their yeah. knowledge and their understanding and their safety net. And their safety net. Yeah. And and I, the the bottom line was, I don't want to be you. Yeah. I don't want to be sat there in that office doing yeah. what you're doing, so I have to go and do something different. Yeah. Or, you know, I don't want to be my parents, or I, I, whatever yeah. it is. So I would, I wish I'd been more more single-minded at a younger age. When I see, yeah, when yeah. I see entrepreneurs who started their first business at 18, I'm like, yeah. oh, can I yeah. do that, yeah. you know? Yeah. I'm 37 yeah, now, I, I should know. have done this before yeah, now. I'm 49, I'm thinking, <laughs> yeah. well, I did start quite young. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I wish I'd started, yeah. like you, very young. Um, so I, I wish I wish I'd been more single-minded and and listened to myself more, um, and not listened to what anybody else said. I find when I follow my gut instinct, I go I do good things. You never go far wrong. It's I don't think only when I don't listen to my gut instinct yeah. that things go wrong. Absolutely but you right. Get that gut instinct as you move through your life. If you don't have it at the moment, I would say don't panic because gut instinct for me is made up of. You know, you've been in the movie before. You've seen the outcome. Yeah. You know how the film yeah. ends. And that's your gut instinct telling you, this yeah. film is ending this way unless you yeah. da 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 Experience is like a... I actually quite like getting older because I really value that experience and I yeah. value it for myself. I value... I think it's something valuable that I can give to other people yeah. as well. Um, I actually quite like that process. Ask me that in 20 years and I'll probably say that. And tell me, uh, Rebecca, where do you get your confidence from? Um, I think that there's confident you get confidence from achieving. So, you know, and yeah, although we say, you know, failure you've got to move on from achieving helps you to kind of push forward. Yeah. I've always been quite a confident. I mean, I, I remember as a little girl, it was nothing I thought I couldn't do. I mean, I if you asked me what I wanted to do when I was eight, I think I wanted to be an American football player. Okay. And then I wanted to be a fighter pilot. And then I wanted yeah. to be a... All, like, very male jobs. I wanted yeah. to be the one who has all the glory. Yeah. And, like, yeah. So, so yeah. I always wanted... And I, I'm not ashamed of that. I kind of... Yeah. I've always been like that. But I think there was an element of false confidence. My mum always said to me, just fake it till you make it, keep going until you kind of... So a lot of the time I've sort of pushed myself to do things when underneath I feel like absolutely yeah. petrified of them. Not so much anymore, but I think that grows over time, doesn't it? When you just... Definitely. Yeah, you, you get through the next battle and you kind of come out the other side and you're still alive and yes. you go on to the next one then. Yes, and go to the next one. Go to the next yeah. one, yeah. And tell me, what, where, where was, the, was there a point in this business where you thought, actually, this is going to work. This is actually going to work. And tell me about that moment. There is. There, there are pivots, aren't there, in, in businesses where you kind of, sometimes you're in the trench and it just, you can't see the way out. Yeah. Strangely, this year has been quite a transformative year for, for the business. Um, I think out of necessity... I've had to be very, I've had to get rid of a lot of a lot of rubbish in the business, a lot of things that we've done because we've done them for a long time. Um, and that process of clearing the decks, you can suddenly see the light yeah. at the end of the tunnel. And there's been, you know, it's, it's been, there has been a moment this year where I thought I can do this. 
I can take it to where it needs to get to. Whereas before that, I probably always would have said, yes, I can, obviously. Yeah, but we're like, oh, God. yeah. yeah. <laughs> help. help. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I think, to, I think this year has been a, been a pivot point for us. Um, a lot of that's to do with market circumstance. It's to do with, I think, once you get over that hump of three or four years, yeah. you, there's some confidence in the business. Yeah. I know what I'm doing a lot better. I have a much more detailed understanding of the market that we're in. Um, so I think all of those things have come together this year. Um, and, and when you go into one of your famous department stores, Portland, Mason mm, or Harris or whatever, and you see your product, mm, do you still get that? Yeah, so yeah, the biggest kick out of that is yeah. still the best thing for me. I mean, I'm all I'm obviously the Harrods and things are nice, but I'm all about I'm all about sales. So I go, I love going yeah. into the one where we you know we've just done 850 stores with Holland and Barrett. Yeah. That's I'm like yeah. that I can feel proud of. Yeah. Um, so I still take the picture when I go in there. You know, my mum still goes and takes <laughs> the picture <laughs> and sends it to me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. Sweep the others <laughs> off the shelf, line them all up every time. Uh, so yeah, I still get a massive kick out. Of that. In fact, the biggest kick out of that, and that is my my skill is without a doubt is selling. Like that's what I've always loved doing. Yeah. Uh, until very recently, I sold every bottle we've ever sold, and that's that's what I will always get a kick out of. I think. It's incredible. And I think just finally, um, really, um, being an entrepreneur is quite lonely. Mm. And um, as you say, you, you you know you have to be focused, you have to be driven, you have to be tough. Mm. Um, what when do you get emotional about your business, or have you managed to keep the emotion out of it? I do get emotional because it's my it's my baby, it's my kind, it's my life. So I yeah. do get, but I don't. I don't get emotional in the kind of... I'm not talking about crying and weeping yeah. and that. I think when I when I do what we just said, when I take a step back and I look at it as a... Rather than being in the in the weeds of it, then I feel quite emotional about it because it's like, it's, a, it's an achievement. I think I'll feel more emotional about it when I finally sell it. Yeah. That'll, be, <laughs> that'll be the most emotional. Getting your uh, private plane yeah. to the Maldives. That'll be the most emotional point. One of your but, first holidays yeah, in, exactly. in years and years. I don't really get emotional about the... The, the ins and outs and the day-to-day -day stuff because it comes thick and fast and it it's you can't yeah about those things they or become you would be you'd be yeah. flat on your back all the time so but that's been a process of learning for me as well not to let the the highs be too high and yeah. the lows be too low you yeah. just sort of sail through them the yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Well, if anyone is going to sell this business, it's going to be. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, and, uh, and I think it's great. I think you've done it. You've got an amazing story. Thank I feel you. sitting with you and talking to you, I feel your level of confidence oh, and assertiveness you. and assure, you know, you're self-assured. And I think yeah. those are such amazing qualities. I think they're qualities we should encourage in our girls because they. I feel quite strongly about that. And I think we... It's often not seen as a, a trait that you should have as a young girl. You shouldn't be confident or bullshit. Or yeah. and I think we should encourage it because women make great leaders, and they have they have a lot of. I have a, a whole uh, full female management team, not out of choice, but it just ended up that way. Yeah. And their mothers, some of them, and they yeah. they give me their all. And I think there's a you know there's something to be said for that as well. Definitely, I think the biggest gift we can give our young girls is self esteem. Yeah, absolutely. And from that comes everything else. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Really nice to meet you. Lovely to meet you. you. Yeah, really lovely okay. to meet you. Thank you.